Welcome to another edition of Folks Talking Sports, presented by the Heat and Round Bar Review, presents Folks Talking Sports, sponsored by Five Star Properties. I'm Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Ball Review. Joining me is Andy Yanez from Gallery Sports and Will Gibson from WTG and everything else in associated with Ohio, WTG Sports and Will Knows, etc. Gentlemen, how are you? Doing well. well. And uh, Andy just was mentioning to us breaking news about. Uh, and if you got any more info on it, go ahead. Let me go ahead and give the first plug of the show. <clears throat> Folks Talking Sports is sponsored by Five Star Properties, a Dallas based company owned by a UH alum. If you are facing foreclosure or need to sell your house as is for cash, call 972 532 SELL. One more time, 972-532-SELL, or visit their website at fivestarprops.com, F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R-P-R-O-P-S.com. Andy, the floor is yours, sir. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, so it's several outlets that are reportedly or that are reporting that Alabama forward Darius Miles is being charged with capital murder on Sunday. And this is from AL.com. It's a, a local news outlet in Alabama covering Tuscaloosa. And, and I'm, I'm going to read a little bit of, of their, their article that they have here. But it said, University of Alabama basketball player Darius Miles is one of two suspects charged with capital murder in a pre-dawn deadly shooting in the strip in Tuscaloosa. It was announced Saturday that the forward is going to be rolled out for the remainder of the season due to an ankle injury. And according to AL.com, less than 24 hours or a little bit more than 24 hours later, he was being led in handcuffs into the Tuscaloosa County jail. He's only 21 years old and there's more coming as obviously the story continues to develop. That was one outlet that's reporting it on three dot com, which usually is is kind of the the one of the websites. You know, obviously, there's a lot of websites when it comes to recruiting and and all that stuff. They are also reporting that Miles is being charged with capital murder and kind of similar along those lines. They also included a video from Ben Flanagan at the this Ben Flanagan on Twitter, who's a reporter for AL.com. So it's all connected when it comes to, to those who, those two outlets. But it was a video of Miles leaving the Tuscaloosa County Jail handcuffed. And, and like I said, again, he's being charged with capital murder in Tuscaloosa. And of a 23-year-old woman that was shot to death while driving in that strip in Tuscaloosa. Wow. Authorities have not released her name yet. And it happened at about 1.45 in the morning. Saturday, um, what today's a Saturday morning or Sunday morning, one forty-five in the in the morning. Wow, that's when that happened. I mean, there's not much to say. You know, it's tragic, mm-hmm. um, shocking, sad, but you know, 
I'm not going to get into the, we don't know a lot of details, so let's not go into And again, it's still reported at this time. No, right. No, no, no concrete uh, proof, but it's, it's all reported. They're all allegations as, the, as of this point. Yeah. <clears throat> I did see where uh, the university has removed Darius Miles from the basketball website. And uh, Coach Nate Oates did make a statement as well. Um, expressing condolences for the victim. And uh, as you said, Chris, it's tragic. It's tragic. It's tragic. On, on, all, on all sides, a 23-year-old woman uh, is no longer with us. And, uh, and a 21-year-old seemingly young man who seemingly had it all mm-hmm. is now being charged with capital murder. And it's, it's, it's interesting as I've always thought that, and I've always said that, Sports is a microcosm of society, and so she never wants to see it in this negative light. But here we are. Yep. Yeah. Uh, on a happier note, or in the realm of sports, <clears throat> I was at, we're getting to uh, Georgia TCU, other things, but. I was. I just came back from UH men's basketball practice. The Cougs will head to two, to New Orleans tomorrow to face Tulane on Tuesday. And Jarris Walker was there practice. He's he's healthy. He's he's over the flu, so that that's a positive. Big man, and I do mean big man. Yep. Cedric Lott was there. Um, He's one of the early enrollees, part of the class of 2000. What is it? 2023 class. Mm -hmm. But he enrolled early in January. He's on campus. He was at practice. Will. (laughs) Cedric Lott could play football, could play on, on the, on a defensive line. I mean, he's like six, eight, two fifty five, 18 years old. And apparently has never lifted a weight in his life. Mm. Okay. (laughs) So, but he was working out with the team, shooting some free throws, uh, doing some, some jump hooks with his left hand, his off hand a little bit as well. So once he spends time with strength conditioning coach, what is it? Performance coach, Alan Bishop, these next few months. Oh boy. My goodness, who knows how, how he's going to look come um, July 1st and Big 12 play come the fall. Boy, man. I shook his hand at Wednesday's game before the game, about an hour before. His hand just, just swallowed up my hand. <laughs> it was huge. And But, yeah, he's a big young man. He's part of the very highly rated class for the Cougs with a class 23. So that's, that's an, a side note. But, yeah, Jarris Walker – was back at practice. The Cougs graded for Tulane in a battle for first place. I believe Tulane only has one loss as well. Mm-hmm. Five and one. They're five and one. Cougs five and zero. Oh. And everybody else, I think, has at least two losses. Uh, yep. UCF lost. Memphis lost to UCF. And Temple lost to Memphis today on a, a shout out to buzzer by Houston's own Kendrick Davis. Well, was a lot of bricks in that game. Last I saw, late second half of that game. The two teams will check this out, Andy. The two teams combined field goal percentage. 
combined was 65%. Mm. Oh, man. That's all that means. They were. Temple was at 28. Memphis was at 37. <laughs> okay. 65 combined. Mm. So, yeah. But, hey, the big win, road win for Memphis, kind of riding the ship for them because we may need it. Road win as well. Tough loss for Temple. Temple will be here uh, next Sunday against Houston Sunday afternoon at, at 2 p.m. But, uh, yep, Coops 5-0, Tulane 5-1, UCF, Cincinnati, Temple, and Memphis all have two losses. So if Houston wins Tuesday on the road, they'll have two games up on everybody six games into the season, six, six games in the conference play, just, just that quickly, if they win on Tuesday. Now, it's gonna, not going to be easy. Tulane's playing well. They do a lot of four-guard out. Mm-hmm. Uh, line up and you know, spread the floor and, and so they do mm-hmm. cause matchup problems for a lot of teams and we'll see how it all plays out of that game on Tuesday for the Cougs but let's back up let's talk with football for Mr. Gibson um, did not have a show last Sunday to preview or discuss the Georgia TCU uh, matchup well, were you surprised at all what would you have predicted in terms of the point spread would you have predicted Georgia to cover Oh, yeah, without question. No, I didn't predict them to cover uh, a 58-point spread. But, yeah, 13.5 was the spread I saw initially. Yeah. And, yeah, I thought so. But that was unwatchable. That was unwatchable. How about you, Andy? Would you have, would you have guaranteed Georgia covering that 13.5? No, obviously, with revisionist history, I could probably say would without further doubt right now that I absolutely would have picked Georgia to cover. I think maybe, maybe heading into the game, I might have believed a little bit of the hype when it comes to TCU and the hypnotone. But if you look at it from an objective perspective, I think more people tended to to believe that Georgia was going to roll in there and, and steamroll TCU, which is exactly what they did in that championship game. And, you know, like Will said, it, it, it's a bummer because, you know, obviously when it comes to championship game and especially coming off such two, two very competitive and very exciting games that, that we came off of during the semifinal to have that be the grand finale. It's just kind of like a, but from the Georgia perspective, SEC, the conference of champions, but maybe now Georgia is becoming that. Well, I don't think there's much argument for the past two years. There's a premier program now in the SEC and Nick Saban's group. It'll be interesting to see how they bounce back after back-to-back championship years by the Bulldogs. And Georgia's already picked as a favorite to win in 24. Mm-hmm. And shockingly, Will, I know it's a big shock to you. I did not see the Houston Cougars football, football team in any of the way too early Top twenty-five predictions for the upcoming season. I, I, I was floored. I, I was. I just could not. I, I looked and looked and looked, and I just did not see it anywhere. Andy, have you seen any mention of the Houston Cougars in any of the way too early top twenty-five for this coming season? I have not, and I think it. It, it with the year that they had going into the Big Twelve, you're not going to find the Cougars on. If you find you. You probably won't find them in, in any of them. <laughs> and clearly, I kid. I kid, I kid, I kid. But real quick, once again, 
Post Talking Sports is being brought to you by, sponsored by Five Star Props, 972-532-SELL. That is 972-532-7355. This website at fivestarprops.com. But yeah, Will, you got any comments on my my pettiness? <laughs> um, I, I'll see it and raise it. Um, I tend not to look beyond the top five of those things. So anything outside of the top five, I wouldn't know. So I'll, I'll, I'll just say that. And why is that, Mr. Gibson? Uh, the Ohio State typically lands in the three, four, five range. That's pretty much all I need to see at that point. Must must be nice living high high in the in the penthouse there. Uh, but let me see. I think I got it somewhere. Uh, other teams that were in it. Ah, yes. Tulane was 19. UTSA. And don't the Cougs play UTSA non-conference, Andy? That's week one. Week one. UTSA 22. At TDCU Stadium. But no Cougs. Shocking. TCU, Texas, K-State, Texas Tech. Those are Big 12 schools. But no coups, Will. No, no coups. Wow. wow. Imagine that. Imagine that. Then, but but Will and Andy, of course, remember. Don't forget, Coach Hogerson already began lowering the bar of expectations a while ago with the move into the conference, Big Twelve. Remember that he 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 kind of tried to temper the expectations. New move, new quarterback, new system. It's going to be tough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean. Done. This is a question. How many years left on this deal? Anybody know off the top of my how many years left on this contract? I'm just curious. Three or four? Three or four? Too many. Okay. So he just bought himself two years. Yeah. So basically, yeah. Yeah. But with those statements, with those comments, he bought himself two years. So that one year, two year buyout is a lot less than a four year buyout. So I'm just saying. Um, I'll I'll leave that there. What What do you think? What do you say to that, Andy? Has Dana Hogerson lowered the expectations enough that uh, he's going to get two years in the Big Twelve, and not one? Well, uh, I don't know if you <laughs> with the some of the comments. I don't know if you can necessarily call it lowering expectations. I think, well, at least from the outside perspective, I think it's much more. Well, okay, let me rephrase that. The expectations were lowered, but the reason for that was because of the on-the-field performance that they flat out went out and did in the 2022 season. You know, like you said, coming into 2022, Houston was in those top 25 way too early. They started off the season ranked in the Associated Press poll. They were in the top 25, and, and then they fell off a cliff right after the – really after week one when they played UTSA and they lost to Texas Tech – in Lubbock now when it comes to the Houston careers heading into 2023 first year in the Big 12 yes expectations there's not really and Chris there's no expectations for Houston to jump into the Big 12 and win the conference which automatically means there's no expectations for them to be one of those outside contenders for the CFP which I guess, in a sense, yes, it, it does buy him two years because there is no expectation of it to, to make some big noise right out of the gates of the Big 12 to answer your initial question. But Andy, Chris Pesman and President Couture said we're, we are not going to the Big 12 
just to be satisfied. We're joining to compete for championships. Yes, and I think the the vision, or at least the message that's been reiterated, is going to be a long-term project. It's not going to be year one ready to to compete. And that's been the message that even before they started American Athletic Conference play this season had been talked about when Brett Yormark came about the campus. I can't remember if it was in be- sometime in between Texas Tech and Kansas way back in yeah. September. Okay, I'm just saying, I mean, they already lowered the bar. I mean, they've already gone. I mean, the man went 7-5 this year and he still has a job. So it's already changed from what she said years ago about we fire coaches go eight and four. So she already has gone back on the word right there. So it's January 15th. Clearly the season hasn't started yet. I'll, you know, whatever. We can change these predictions now. But how many wins are you predicting for for UH football in conference play, Andy? Hmm. So it looks like they're going to be guaranteed to have Texas and TCU on the schedule. And going back, that the Houston Cougars haven't been able to beat a Big 12 opponent since 2016. I believe it was that, that Oklahoma matchup at Energy Stadium way back when in, in the 26th season. I was there. Hell of a game, four. hell of an atmosphere. I'll go with four. Four wins in conference? Yes. Four wins in conference, which would put them at four and five. Four and five. Okay. Please tell me who the four are. <laughs> Who are the four? Well, it depends on the conference schedule, too. But um, let's say they play Texas Tech, Kansas, Iowa State. And then, I mean, they're going to play Texas. I think that game will be crazy at TDCU Stadium. There'll be a lot of energy inside that matchup. They could potentially hype up the team to overperform. There's going to be a lot of excitement in that building, considering – and. I don't know if this is on the table or not, but if, if it's even being considered, it absolutely needs to not be moved away from campus. That game against Texas needs to be at the University of Houston at TDCU Stadium. Those four off the top of my head, potentially, obviously, of course, we don't exactly know what that Big 12 schedule is going to look like. We don't know who those opponents right. are going to be. And according to the UCFAD, he said that it was going to come out this upcoming Tuesday. And then it didn't happen. Or he kind of rolled it back after he said there's still things behind the scenes that they're going. But I think they're they're winnable now. I don't think it's a a given in terms of they're going to be able to go in and and be guaranteed wins. Four. Tony M., you chime in and tell me how many you think the Cougs football team is going to win in the first year in the Big 12 conference games now conference games and of course yes we don't know uh who was it uh, which one of the conference commissioned conference ad's he tweeted out and i replied to a fan's question about the schedule he said what did he say like this coming week and then he, he said this coming tuesday the sk- coming, big 12 yeah. schedule would be released and then he came back and said well close to the end of the month because a few things still being you know, finalized, still, you know, got to dot some I's and cross some T's. So not yet. So, yep. And what they had been saying that it was going to get released, I think the the initial, because Dana Horvison said it way back. Oh, Commissioner Yormark said that at the basketball tip-off, late November or December. 
and then right. he pushed it back to mid-December and <laughs> pushed it back. But he said that it has nothing to the delay has nothing to do with Texas and Oklahoma negotiations regarding an early exit for them to join the SEC. Well, Mr. Ohio State, mm-hmm. you've heard us be critical of UH football for a while here on Folk Talking Sports. Mm-hmm. Four wins, four conference wins seems like a lot to me. What do you say? Honestly, I'm not. I'm not running from the issue. It's just I can't say because I don't know who they're playing. So, I, I, and yeah, it's, it's difficult for me to even put anything on that without having a baseline of who they're playing, where they're playing, when they're playing. So, I, I, I would definitely rely on you, gentlemen. Fair enough. But I'm going to turn the screws a little bit here. Okay, let's mm-hmm. say I don't believe they're going to play all three new new members, you know, UCF, Cincinnati, and BYU. Mm-hmm. They might play two of them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Andy, and I think they're going to be guaranteed to play UCF, correct? If I think that's they had their, been a their, their partner, or whatever, their, yeah, their partner. Okay, so let's say that's UCF's one of them. They play UCF. Mm-hmm. Hell, I'm just going to name the other the other uh, schools in the Big Twelve, and clearly they're not going to play all of them because they only have nine conference games. Let's see if I can pull up a little graphic of the schools. TCU, we know what they're going to play. How about that, Andy? TCU. No, they can't beat TCU. Baylor. No. Will? No. Iowa State. Probably not, but maybe. I think it probably not. Will? No, Ohio's own Matt Campbell. Nope. Kansas State. Nope. No. OU. No. Nope. Hey, they had a really? bad year. Andy, really? <laughs> Depends where the game is. Well, they probably won't play Oklahoma. They're playing Texas, so you never know. Okay, so yeah, that's fair. Okay, Oklahoma State. That's, mm, even that. Toss no. up. Yeah. TCU. That's one. No. Texas. Wait, you said Texas? If it because it, it's going to be in Houston and hopefully it's on the campus of University of Houston. I can, I can. That that'll be a win. Two. Yes. He, he yes. can't even say it with a straight face. Why? Why are you saying yes. that, Andy? Why? Because of because motivation, it'll be the crowd. Here. Why? Yes, it'll be a amped up game. What was the last time that the University of Texas was on campus? They they still have decades. I, I, I think a better coach and better talent. Oh, so you said it'd be it'll be motivating. Any given Saturday, be, you said it'd be a motivation because it'll be on campus. Yeah, I think it'll just be a crazy game where anything is no, possible. I now I think I'm just asking. You said it'd be a motivation because it was on it'll be on campus, right? I think that would be a factor that'll help. Where did they play Kansas? But Kansas and Texas <laughs> are not the same thing. There right, was no, thirty thousand right. people here. <laughs> right, that'll be a sellout. Texas it's should be better club. than KU, though, right? They should, but yeah, crazy other things have happened. Okay, I, I'm not Tech. saying that Tech. I'm not saying that Houston is better than Texas. I just think that on that on campus, I think they can beat yeah, them. Hype up, fine. Texas Tech. 
Yes, even though they lost to them for the past Thank you. Oh, years <laughs> ago. Wait, wait, they lost to them this year. Right. But, yes, and, and they can beat mind, Texas Tech. New quarterback for the Cougs. They're replacing Tank Dell, although the receiving core should be strong. But new quarterback, Clayton Toon is gone. Mm-hmm. That's a huge question mark with whoever they bring in. Right. And you still want to say, and clear, this is January 15th. We're going to change this come August. I'm not. Right. Okay. Well, some of these matchups, I'm not changing at all. <laughs> okay. But some of them, maybe. But whenever the schedule is announced, if it's this month or February, we can revisit this once we get the matchups because, you know, whatever, we may not get the locations yet. Mm-hmm. West Virginia. Yes. West Virginia's, West Virginia's it to me. That's it that I feel certain of. And even then, that depends on if it's here in Houston and not in Morgantown. I got, I got, I'll say yes. I got one. <laughs> okay. One. Okay, and uh, now the new additions too with you, uh, BYU. No, we only said they're going to play. We know for sure we're taking UCF. UCF. They're not being Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Nope. So I don't see them playing all three of them. So if but they did a combination of them, you know. I think they could be BYU. If it's not improbable. Those grown men, I don't know about that. You know. Right. You know. Well, eventually, the Cougars has to become grown men too. Eventually. Yeah, this is, yeah. And eventually, at some point, Dana might become a better coach. But, you know. <clears throat> but four wins, four conference wins, okay. No, I'm not saying that that's not the you're not guaranteeing optimistic it. view. You know, oh, yeah, absolutely not, not. Yeah, you're not guaranteeing anything like I that. I stopped but... guaranteeing stuff with the Houston Cougars after uh, Rice and Tulane <laughs> way back when at the end of September. But, yeah, I mean, fair Especially enough. Especially after Tulane. Okay, like I said, I feel strong about West Virginia. And that's it. <laughs> I mean... I could see them maybe, maybe Oklahoma State, because I think Oklahoma State, Coach Gundy, he's on shaky ground. And it's, it's just a matter of time of when he moves on or they move on from him or whatever. But still, <laughs> I think they have better talent. And then look at the – well, let's add the non-conference slate so we know that they're going to play UTSA, Rice, and Sam Houston. UTSA yep. will be at TDCU. Um, that Sam Houston game, I'm not sure where the first game will be. I need to, to double oh, hell, check. It better be in Houston. Not, not in Huntsville. Uh, but then going to, going to Huntsville to play Sam Houston? Hell no. That's a mistake. And, but that's a home and home, is it not? They're going to play Sam Houston twice. It, I, it better not be a home and home. I believe that it. I believe it is. I think it's going to be two. I, let me. I need to double check. So I'm not. I'm not 100 sure. It, that's a fail. Because I'm not even sure what Huntsville seats, but it oh no, my gosh, that's horrible if it is. But it'd let be part of the course for the Houston Cougar administration. But you know. But okay. Let me try to find it. But uh, just looking at that on conference. Um I think they could go three wins there. They beat UTSA in the Alamo Dome. Now you do make a great point when it comes to a new new quarterback on offense, not having the star receiver. And I believe Frank Harris will be coming back for UTSA as well. Yes, is that for, true? For, for his life. 
Okay, okay, let me roll that back. Okay, (laughs) they probably will not be favored in that game against UTSA, but it will be a home game. So it looks like, yeah, the Sam Houston, the second game is not till 2028. Right, so so it will be. So it is a home and home. No, it's still both of them are in in Houston. At Houston, okay. So 2023, UTSA at Rice, home versus Sam Houston. So the, all three games are in Houston. So it's three Houston games. But, you know, folks, Tony M, uh, AKSV, give me your predictions. I got I texted some some alums, your your four-win prediction, and they said you must be on drugs. <laughs> you must be in <laughs> a drug test or whatever. And one said that's three too many. But it's all good, Andy. Stand, stand your ground, man. I think it can happen. Maybe I'm just the ultimate optimist. And no, you're right. And looking ahead at the, the remaining non-conference schedules or the, the non-conference schedules that they have. So, yeah, UTSA at home, that'll be September ter- uh, 2. And then they host yeah. or they have to travel to Rice for I think that'll, that's the that's going to be, be the last time they do the Bayou Bucket for. Yeah, that'll be a Cougar home game. So, you know, because I don't think Rice alums know football exists anymore over there at Rice. Um well, but it'll be, it'll be a new vibe on campus for Rice, right? Well, they'll be in the American. in the American Athletic Conference. I think they'll be more hyped about. They're going to be bas- in a power basketball than, than football, but we'll, and hell, Rice's recruiting class is pretty pretty strong. Yeah. Know? So, and I'm and this I'm, this is interesting too. The 2025 or not 2025, 2026. Then of course they have Utah on schedule, and then like you said, 2028, Sam Houston will be in that second meeting. Is between those two schools. Will. Yes, sir. Give See, me Tony M's on my track. He said hope. <laughs> he, no, he said hope. <laughs> Will, what are your thoughts on Kevin Warren leaving the Big Ten for <sighs> the Bears? Uh, happy for him. I mean, he's an NFL guy, COO of the Minnesota Vikings for several years um, prior to him uh, becoming Big Ten commissioner three years ago. So, I mean, it goes back to his element. Um, the Bears are in the midst of uh, securing funding land for a new stadium. Um, Soldier Field is between you and I. I've been to Soldier, Soldier Field. Soldier Field is 137 years old and mm-hmm. uh, major, major need of upgrades. And so they're in the process of, uh, of uh, securing locations in Arlington Heights, suburbs of uh, Chicago. So, And he was, uh, speaking of the Vikings, as I watched them um, drive to tie the playoff game with six minutes left in the fourth quarter, they um, he was instrumental in, in U.S. Bank Stadium being built in downtown Minneapolis as a COO of the Vikings. So I'm happy for him. I'm grateful for what he did for the conference, securing the seven billion dollar television deal. Um, I, I don't believe that he's getting enough uh, credit for what he did. And I hope that as years go on, and quite frankly, as checks come in, that Kevin Warren gets his credit and his his, his just due. Um, but sad for the conference. I mean, sad for the conference. I mean, he, he came in under some heat um, during the the COVID situation. He initially canceled the season uh, due to the information he had at the time uh, dealing with the coronavirus. Uh, took a lot of heat. A lot of heat. But as I told someone at the time, that's what commissioners do. 
they're hired to take the heat that the presidents and the ADs don't want to take. Right. That's where Roger De- Roger Goodell is the prime example. He takes the heat that the thirty two the thirty one NFL owners don't want to take. He's paid handsomely handsomely for it, and that's what Kevin Warren did. He did his job in that respect. Um, but you know, um, I've always had uh, pleasant interactions with him, um, and you know, I, I wish him well and and continued success in uh, Chicago. Is the Bears are the Bears hoping for a dome stadium? Did I read that right? Oh uh, yeah, in Arlington Heights, I think that is on the table. Um, it's like a, a multi-use complex, shopping restaurants, kind of similar to Patriot Place in Boston or Foxborough, if you will. But I think the the centerpiece is a, a dome stadium that they could uh, use to uh, host other events, Final Fours, Super Bowls, things of that nature. Any any have you heard anything about? Uh, the next Big Ten commissioner? No. Uh, they're in the process of putting uh, search committees together for that. Um, officially, he's he's still officially um, commissioner of the Big Ten. He hasn't given a, or at least if he has, I have not heard mm-hmm. um, a resignation date for uh, Commissioner Warren. So, uh, still fairly new right now. So, you know, that has yet to uh, be announced. Would Gene Smith get a shot at it? Um, Gene has bigger aspirations. Such Gene, as? Such as president of NCAA. Gene's desire in game hmm. is being president of NCAA. And I know Charlie Baker was just named uh, former Massachusetts governor. Uh, Charlie Baker was just named NCAA president uh, a few weeks ago. But uh Gene Smith has an ultimate desire to be named NCAA president. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder how long that would take to happen. Or if Charlie Baker would step aside and realize this is not what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, how long that would take. But yeah, that's interesting. Okay. Uh, hmm. Gene Smith. As, and that... That position is a great example of being hired to take the slings and arrows that the president and everybody else wants to avoid. Yeah. <laughs> because Mark Emmert has been on everybody's stuff list for quite a while. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Including mine. <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah. but before I forget, one more time, Post Talking Sports is sponsored by Five Star Properties. FiveStarProps.com. If you are, it's a Houston-based, me, Dallas-based company owned by you, it's alum. If you're facing foreclosure or need to sell your house as is for cash, call 972-532-SELL or visit their website at FiveStarProps.com. That's F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R-P-R-O-P-S.com. I'm going to put it on the screen. Briefly, so you can see the number. So I'm gonna have right there. Oops, wrong one. There we go, right there. Nine seven two five three two S E L L, which is nine seven two five three two seven three five five, or visit the website at five dot com. Well, what's the score of the football game? I don't even keep a football anymore. So you know. Uh, 
318 to go. New York Giants 31. Minnesota Vikings 24. The oh, Giants so have, have wow. Oh, so they didn't score? Wow. No. No. Oh, okay. What a okay. He's down seven at home, three eighteen to go. Giants have the ball first and ten at the looks like midfield strike. Well, good for the G men representing the, the NFC East. Um, I know the Cowgirls, I think play the Cowgirls play tomorrow, so I really don't care what they do, even though they are part well, of the NFC East. So do you think but, Tampa's gonna win? I hope so, because they're playing the Cowgirls. So but uh, you know, I'm loyal to every other team in the division except the Cowgirls. Come playoff time, so you know that's just how I was being honest. Yeah, I'm petty. Don't really care. Don't care whatsoever. And at some point, when the Sliders sell the uh, Commanders, I'll become a football fan again. But until that happens officially, don't care. Do not care at all. I, I will gave me the insight about um, Coach Rivera didn't even realize that they were eliminated from the playoffs when they lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was like. Really, that's just another example of they have no clue what they're doing over there with that franchise. But I digress. Speaking of woebegone franchises, the Houston Rockets, gentlemen, have now lost 10 in a row. 10 straight, Will. 10 straight, Andy. Wow. They lost to the Clippers today, 121-100. They're now 0-3 on this current four-game West Coast trip. And once again, they had one crappy, crappy, crappy quarter. Today, they were outscored in the fourth. Check this out, Will. Andy. AK, AKSV, Tony M. 30 to 10. Fourth quarter. Wow. Fourth quarter. 30 and lost, and lost by 21. Wow. So down one going into the fourth quarter. Yes. Okay. 30 to 10. Seven turnovers in the fourth quarter. Against Sacramento on, was it Friday? It's all run together. Now, Friday, it was the third quarter. And they gave up 43 points in the third, 43-26. And then Wednesday against the Kings, it was the fourth quarter. When it was, I want to say. It was like, a one-point game again. Yep. Getting it was into like the uh, 40 to 20, something like that in the fourth quarter. So, so weren't they without – was it Jalen Green and Jayshon Tate today? Yes, today. 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 Yes, they yeah. were suspended one game for – Leaving the bench area? Leaving the bench area, yes. Okay. So they were without those two, plus Kevin Porter Jr. missed the game because of a left foot contusion. Okay. But first three quarters, they had great ball movement, assists. KJ Martin, Eric Gordon increased his trade value. Again, <laughs> so Rafael Stone, based on Eric Gordon's numbers today, should trade him tomorrow. Just like he should have traded Eric Gordon last season when Eric Gordon scored 30 points against the Spurs on like 10 shots, and he didn't do it. He still has Eric Gordon on the roster, and Rafael, make the phone call, do what you got to do, trade Eric Gordon, get something for him. I'm going to run about you guys. I kicked around last night on Let's Talk Houston Rockets. Three trade proposals via Rockets Twitter, but were written about in an article on The Athletic by colleague Kelly Eco. First one, Eric Gordon to the Knicks, Cam Reddish, Derrick Rose. 
Keep that in mind. Second one, Eric Gordon to the Lakers for Patrick Beverly, Kendrick Nunn, and two second-round picks. Third one, Eric Gordon to the Bulls for Lonzo Ball. Mm. What does Lonzo Ball fit for the Houston Rockets with Kevin Porter Jr., with Jalen Green? That's a bit of a carbon copy there, isn't it? Well, first, if he's healthy, he's a point guard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Scoot isn't really a point guard. He's He could be better coming off the bench or at small forward. But of those three, any of those appeal to you more at the most? Well, selfishly, the Lakers. I mean, you know. In, in what sense? I mean, and, and Patrick Beverly and Kendrick Nunn's contracts expire this season, so they come off the books this summer. Yep. The other, yep. other deals, D. Rose has another year in his contract, and Lonzo has two more years on his deal. LeBron's need, LeBron needs shooters. LeBron needs shooters. That's his point blank period. And so for Eric Gordon to go to L.A., that's a shooter for LeBron. When they collapse, he drives, kicks him out, stand in the corner and shoot all day. That's why. Andy? I think the two, really the Knicks and the Bulls package um, kind of get my attention more so. I, I would probably lean towards the Knicks package if I had to choose one just because of Cam Reddish and, and kind of really how much potential there has been for him around him since going back to the days when he was with the Hawks. And it, it doesn't really seem like he's been able to find a, a niche with the Knicks in, in the Tom Thibodeau rotation. And it's been an area of weakness for the Rockets for the past few seasons. I mean, Eric Gordon has been starting at small forward for a lot of the time for the Rockets the last few years. Now, the reason I also include the Bulls package and, and Lonzo Ball specifically is because, and granted, it, it is much more... I don't know if you can say it risky, but it's much more taking a flyer. And Chris, yeah. I agree 100% with what you said about Kevin Porter Jr. not being much more of the of a point guard just in terms of being able to be a playmaker, a consistent playmaker for his teammates. I think Lonzo Ball, if he is healthy, that's something that he can excel at. And it's going to benefit tremendously Jabari Smith, Jalen Green, and whoever they get with whatever high draft pick that they have this season. So I think Lonzo Ball, while it's much more of a risk because we don't know what his status is going to be with that injury, you know, is he going to come back and, and be the same player that he was before? Is he going to be 80% of the player he was before? But I think that would fit Houston if if it works out. It would work with Houston much more just in terms of how it, it would be able to fit with all the other pieces they have around, especially Say they, they finally win the lottery and they get the number one pick, and then they can they can have their complete set there with with uh, Victor and Jabari Smith and Jalen Green, and then you have a true point guard to go along with it. But I think the Knicks and the the Bulls packages stand out much more than the Lakers per se, because Patrick Beverly and, and none is just adding much more guards to team that has plenty of guards already. What do you say, Will? Uh, buyout opportunities. I'm coming on another uh, site. So. There we go. All right. Sorry about that. Um, well, again, I have ulterior motives for taking that Laker deal. 
<laughs> not the Knicks because Cam Reddish to the Lakers for two second round picks sounds a lot better for you mean Eric Gordon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Cam Reddish because Cam Reddish is still on a rookie deal, right? So you bring Cam Reddish in where the Lakers desperately need a small four. They need shooting, but they also need a three. They need a wing player. So if you can get Cam Reddish for two second round picks and then still have Patrick Beverly and Kendrick Nunn, $18 million in expiring contracts to deal elsewhere, I think that benefits the Lakers. I know this is a Houston show, but you asked that that's why I thought for the Lake for taking that deal uh, with the Lakers because that I mean that frees up money and that's buyout opportunities as well. That's eighteen million dollars that comes off the cap versus Lonzo Ball is in a ninety-two million dollar deal that you don't know that he's healthy. And he's got more years. He and has he, the most years of these three trade proposals. Yeah. So we'd cut into Rockets cap space, which I think they're going to try to fill via trade anyway this summer. But I think a lot of fans last night they lean toward the Lonzo because of of the high risk, high reward potential, and a few more for the Derrick Rose cam. Not very many one of the Lakers, which kind of surprised me because of you know that numbers come off the books. So I'm like, made more sense to me, or you know even the buyout as well because they're coming off the books this summer. But there's something to kick around there. Rocket fans, <laughs> they lost 10 in a row. Rockets are now 10 and 33. And I'll put this up from Tony M. How many more chances does Cam, will Cam get? I mean, he's young. He does have talent. If the Knicks trade him, and I think they probably will because he's, I mean, hell, Derrick Rose doesn't play <laughs> for the Knicks right now in the current rotation anymore. So the Knicks will be trading two guys who are not in their rotation for Eric Gordon, who would be a key in their rotation. Cam Reddish, Cam Reddish has potential. If he's traded to the Rockets, that'd be his third team. We all know what potential means. Potential means you have not done it yet. So would this be his last shot in the league? If Rockets trade for him and doesn't work out here, or he go to a fourth team, you know, Cam in potential. You know, who's is it Cam's fault? I mean, Cam had some inconsistencies at Duke. Let's be let's remember that. You know, so he had moments where he disappeared. He still had moments like that. Combined now with his defense being shaky. So would the Rockets would do something like that? But anyway, Rafael Stone, Rafael do something. Trade Eric Gordon. Eric had a great, I'm not sure what he did in the fourth quarter. So let's see if I can pull that up today. But he played well enough to be traded tomorrow. Rafael, the trade deadline is February 9th. Make it happen, Rafael. Make it happen. But Andy will. Tony M. Anybody timing in on looking in on the Houston Round Bar View YouTube channel or us on Folks Talk Sports Twitter account? 10 straight L's for the Rockets. 
I believe Steven Silas is going to be let go before the month is over. Mm. Does not does not mean it's going to solve any issues. I just think Tillman. Did you say like, before the month is over? Before the month is over, yes. Wow. I think they're going to get waxed tomorrow by the Lakers. That'll be 11 in a row. Well, let me let me kind of say it a little bit. They have the Hornets on Wednesday. The Hornets are one of the three worst teams in the NBA. If the Rockets lose at home to the Hornets, that'd be most likely the 12th straight loss. I think that'd be it. John Lucas for the remainder of the season? Yes, sir. Okay. And, you know, let me, let me say this. I have no inside info on this. This is not the same folks I heard from in late November, December. He said, yo, Chris, Steve needs to win. Those folks aren't saying that now. Don't know what the hell's changed. I mean, I think Steven's dad passed away might have changed a little bit, you know, give him more time, space. But 11, 10 trade losses right now could be 11 and then lose to the Hornets on Wednesday at home. Yeah. Help me. Help me out. What was, yep. the, what was the record? What was the Rockets' record last year, their last, last season? For the whole season? For the whole season. 20 wins, 20 and 62. So they're half the way there now. They're and they're slightly, slightly behind that pace now. Okay, like a pace of nineteen wins, nineteen, yeah. Okay. And Tillman said in June he expected more wins this season. Based on what? How the how's the roster changed from last year to this year? Um, Jabari Smith, the high draft pick, Jabari Smith. Yeah, better. They have probably more younger talent. That's that's my point. They got yeah. young. Yeah. Who's the veteran on this squad? The guy who doesn't want to be here. Right. Ah, that's you see, yeah. yeah. Exactly. What in that Tillman's fault or Fell's fault? Right. Exactly. They could have traded, they could have traded Eric last season. Exactly. They should have last season. Exactly. Yeah. They should have traded him the uh, same time they traded James Harden away. But see that, you know, and let me say this. I joked around, but I was kind of serious when I said it last night on the show. If Tillman says, what if Tillman just says, you know what, because I think one of his sons was at today's game in L.A. So I think the family has started to be at more games. But what if Tillman just says, look, my Cougs are got a great chance to win it all this year. I'm not going to worry about the Rockets for the rest of the season. I'm going to spend time with, with my Cougs. But Rafael, come May 1st, or well, now, between now and May 1st, you put together a list of head coaches. But from here till April 1st, I'm going to enjoy this ride with the Cougars men's basketball team. Rockets lose rest. I don't care. Right. What if he does that? Speaking of that, all right, I got a question based on that. Is Kelvin Sampson at the top of that list? No. Okay. I don't – well <clears> – <throat> I'll say no because I don't believe Tillman would want to mess up a great thing at at UH to possibly improve, you know, the Rockets. And Kelvin is not a head coach, an NBA head coach. Kelvin is a taskmaster, okay? Kelvin Kelvin is old school, and I'm not sure how long that old school mentality would work with these youngsters, no matter how much they may need it. I just, you know, 
because these youngsters making 10, 12, 14, 15, 16, you know, million dollars a year. You said, what, what to me? What? No, no. And shut, they shut it down. I think that could happen. And I think Kelvin would be like, I don't want to deal with the travel. I don't want to deal with all these, these guys. You know, I'm, I'm king of the castle here in this program. Why do I want to, you know, not be the king in the NBA? What do you think about that, Andy? About Kelvin potentially being on that list, about him not wanting to go to the Rockets, or about, about not wanting to go to the NBA. Um, I have to like falls for a second time in this show. No, I agree with you a hundred percent, and I think it was something they got tossed when Texas officially fired Chris Beard from their head coach, and obviously the the, the rumors, not even rumors, but just the the speculation of oh, well, Texas should go and reach out to Calvin Sampson, you know, and it, it makes no sense with what he's been able to establish and build at the University of Houston, like you said, he's king with the University of Houston. Like, they, he's positioned the University of Houston program where currently they sit as the number one team in the entire country in both national polls. From here to the rest of the season, they're going to continue to, well, you can't predict the future, but you expect them to continue to cruise towards the American Athletic Conference Tournament once they get into the NCAA Tournament to have to restart, whether that be in the NBA or even if it's anywhere else, which I think college, that's absolutely no, no you got to shut the door at that. And then, again, the situation where he has right now, he's working with Kellen Sampson and Lauren Sampson, his two children. It doesn't make sense for him to leave really for anywhere. Oh, well, you know, we'll see. And I heard it today. I'm going to say this. <laughs> In the final few minutes, we've got a few more minutes to go. Is the game over yet, Will? Yes. Giants? Yes. 31. The Giants won. Okay. The G-Man won. Okay. All right. Heard it some, some more today from some colleagues at UH practice. Uh, asking some of the players about being number one in the poll, being number one in the AP poll, coaches poll, blah, blah, blah. And the players gave good answers today. You know, we're not really harping on that. It's it's not. You know, we're still going to play hard regardless. We know we're going to get the, the other team's A game, so it's not a big deal to us. And I think Jess Walker said, you know, being number one in January, you know, it's nice, but I want to be number one accounts at the end of the season. That's when I want to be number one. And I'm like, thank you. I don't, I don't understand why my colleagues will you're in the business of it. I understand it from the school perspective mm -hmm. because it's marketing and promotion. I, I understand that mm -hmm. from media. I don't care yep. where you ranked in January. Yep. I don't care where you ranked in November. You know, especially in the AP poll, the coaches poll, where some some coaches, they don't even vote. Right. They got someone on staff to do the voting for them. Yep. Okay, so that's how much time they, they put into it. If any ranking that I do care about is the net ranking, because that's one of the things that the NTA committee uses, or Ken Palm, one of those metric rankings. I care about the AP poll? I don't care about the coaches poll. Yep. Andy, I think Andy's come around to my thinking a little bit, but I'm not sure. Just what are your thoughts on it? Because you could guess which colleagues I'm talking about. Ask the questions. 
about, and it was a lot because I think Jairus, Terrence, and Emmanuel Sharp spoke to after practice today, and each of them was asked about all the freshmen. What if they thought thoughts about being ranked number one? I, my eyes rolled in my head. I was like, oh my god, really? <laughs> no, <laughs> I agree. Um, and if we're thinking of the same person, I think it, the reason it's asked because it does make for a good soundbite uh, for television. But no, like you said, you know, at this point, and I think something was that after one of the uh, the Let's Reach Cougs, I think it was after they they had beaten Cincinnati a week ago. Like it's a good badge of honor to have right now. It's just, I mean that's really what it is. You know, it's not like if Houston can be the number one team in both polls for a certain amount of time, they're guaranteed to have a one seed or they'll have a a first round buy or anything like that. You know, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter until, like you said comes that final AP poll in April, if they're still number one in that poll, then that, that's going to mean that they won the national championship. And that's going to be, uh, that's going to be an exciting thing. That's when it'll matter. That's when it'll yes. be, Hey, you're the number one team. You were able to prove it against the gauntlet in the NCAA tournament. And like D skill said, not like, absolutely. That those questions, whatever they say, it's good for, for soundbite purposes. But at the end of the day, at this point, you know, it, it doesn't really matter. I mean, for all you know, come tomorrow, they're not going to be number one just because they struggled against South Florida and, and Kansas has been able to continue to stay undefeated in the Big 12. So Exactly. Another it point. doesn't matter. Like, And Houston, it's not because Houston lost. It's just because Kansas, again, from a, a media perspective, has the better story. They have the, the, the subjective, better schedule, tougher schedule, this and that. Again, it's not like going to be if they're able to have the number one seed for or not the number one ranking for specific amounts. They're guaranteed to buy or the number one seed or anything like that. So, like you said, it it, it doesn't matter. And that and, and that scenario was discussed, Will, today yep. at practice. I, I agree, um, and that's what I, I agree with skills. I, that's what I was thinking. It's it's content. It's content. It's January fifteenth. We are eight weeks away from Selection Sunday. Mm-hmm. Is there a talk about? So, but I also I, I saw something earlier today, um, and I encourage you guys to take a look at it and, and our viewers as well. Uh, Kara Lawson uh, had a post in her Twitter feed. Uh, head coach uh, at Duke. At, at Duke, yep. Yeah, head mm-hmm. coach at Duke. Kara uh, Lawson had a, a, a soundbite from her uh, media availability. I'm not sure when it was. Fairly recent, it seems, but she talked about. Chasing it's exactly this, chasing rankings, chasing polls. And she said, we're, not, we're chasing winning. She said, and one of the things she said that stuck out to me, and I encourage you guys to take a look at it. She said, I've never seen the number, the little number on the left side of your name win, score any points. Yes. I'm like, she's so right. Yep. She's so right. And by the way, they're 16 and 1 right now. Mm-hmm. Duke is 5 and 0. Oh. And the ACC, so that and that's so true. There's 68 teams that get invited to the NCAA March uh, basketball tournament. Not just the number one team, right? Oh, I get it. I mean, I know we, I know yeah, you, you, you guys know, it and and these skills knows. Yeah, and I know why the you know, my colleagues do it. You know, so clicks and, and all that. But like I said, from a school perspective. It's good for marketing, promotions. Hey, we're number one. And the funny thing is... For introduction, pers- 
perspective, it's pretty good at Tuss in there you too. Know, and they're doing for, starting for ESPN, hey, tune in. We got the number one team in the country playing tonight on, on our channel. You know, I, hey, I get all that. Yep. But why don't the Cougs, for example, say they're the number one team in the net? Who knows? Who knows what the net is? We know more right. diehard basketball followers and media and fans. Well, but see, then, but then I think it's I think the school should do a better job because that's more important to the committee. Is the net and the Ken Palm and some of these predictive other rankings, not the coaches' poll? Yep. Because there was it was discussed that don't be shocked if KU moves to number one tomorrow and it could go to number two. Because KU is Iowa State in Big 12 play, and the Cougs, you know, are in the American. And Kansas wasn't too far behind to begin with. Right. They were, they were close in, in the total points. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if that happens tomorrow, there'll be some UH fans being just pissed off. How dare they? We didn't lose. Oh, oh, oh. And you know what? Most likely they'll still be number one in the net. <laughs> okay. I mean, they still will be number one in the net. That's more important than the AP or the coaches' poll. So I, I guess my part, Will, is if the schools don't start p- promoting the net ranking as being more important to the committee, and to, then the fans won't ever ever learn how important it is to be ranked in the net yep. rather than the AP or the coaches' poll. Will, where were the, the Tigers ranked last year before a tournament? That's a great question. I don't even know. Thank you. And where did they end up? Number two. Runner up. Point, my, my point. But, I, you know, I understand it media-wise, you know, click-wise, all those things. And the fans, they perpetuate it as well. And it's more of the average fan. Because the true basketball fan, those diehard fans, they've gotten more into the metrics and Ken Palm and the net rankings and all those numbers instead of the AP poll and the coaches poll. But, you know, let me step down from my, my soapbox and remind everyone that Andy Yanez predicted four conference wins for a UH football. Oh, no. This I'm coming get season again. In 2023, as of fifteen, He said, Prediction, four, you know, so, you know, I'm gonna add a little asterisk subject to change with more information oh, as it becomes available. Of course. And like I said, it's January 15th. Once the schedule comes out, we're going to revisit this and we'll see if you change your prediction. And you don't, don't, don't back. <laughs> see, let me put this up on the screen so you can see it. Everybody can see it. Don't backtrack, man. You know, don't backtrack. Steve Furman, we're on, we're on Full Talk of Sports, man. man. One of the things we are known for is being strong in our convictions of our opinions. If that's what you think right now, so be it. I'd say okay. they could get bored. It's possible, especially <laughs> when you look at Texas. They'll be at TDCU Stadium. It'll be a high, crazy atmosphere. Teams but usually see, right, you, right you, there. You know, uh, any given right, 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 right there. Your logic is interesting for picking the Cougs to beat the Longhorns in that game. Oh no, absolutely! It's not because Houston is going to be better. It's not absolutely. It's absolutely not because Houston is going to be the better football team for the season than the Texas Longhorns. But I think on that specific day, with all the history that there is between the two programs, I could see Houston pulling off the upset. Let me say this. Let me ask this because you said the high, crazy atmosphere. Given what I know about the crowds, it's Texas. 
is Texas. I would probably venture to say 80% of that high, crazy atmosphere will be UT fans. I disagree. I think 60? 40 per no. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Long, oh, Longhorn fans. Ooh. I think 60% Longhorn fans. I, I, yeah, it won't be 80%. Hell, it better not be 80% Longhorn fans. That wouldn't, no. that would disappoint me greatly. There's no, <laughs> there's no chance. I think not, not 80%. But I think 60%. Yeah. Yep. Sixty percent Longhorn fan. Yeah, forty thousand people. I don't. In I, don't think so. I, I think it'd be twenty-five thousand Longhorns in there. Listen, I, in there. Yep. I know that the the Cougars fans, especially when it comes to football, are, are fair weather. But it's Texas. If you can't have that game circled, whenever the schedule comes out, because if it's whether it be this Tuesday, whether it's next Tuesday, whether it's a Tuesday six months from now, I guess six months will probably be too late. But whenever they release the schedule, that game needs to be circled, and every Houston Cougar alum that even is a cl- a remote follower of the program. There's got to be some type of buzz interest because that, for the very least, it could be the last time that Texas ever visits campus in even more decades, probably ask, ever. How far is Austin from Houston? Three hours. All right. Two, let me take. Yeah, two and a half. Yeah. Right now, January 15th. Let me tell you what's going to happen. All the Texas fans that can't get in the Darrow Royal Stadium know they can drive three hours and see UT, those are the fans that are going to buy those tickets. Guarantee. You got Charles ready? You got Charles Barkley ready? I guarantee. <laughs> oh, oh, hold up. Hold up. Let me get that ready. Let me get I it. see it. And you're, Will, you're, you're guaranteed your rationale is even unnecessary. Guarantee! Because there are a lot of Longhorn fans who live here in Houston. Oh, we'll say less. <laughs> you know, so a lot of long range who live in Houston. And and this is true as well. There will be Houston fans wearing burnt orange. There no, I promise goodness. you that. Wow. I promise you. That's going to happen. We'll see. And there probably will be some, some Cougar alums, fans, whatever, who sell the tickets for economic reasons. I wasn't even going to go there. You know, I- so that is also a possibility. Yep. Because they're going to make a profit off their tickets, and that might have be a reason for more Longhorn fans inside TD ECU Stadium. The only a main reason that I could see less Longhorns, and you know, we're getting close to 50 50, is because the Longhorn fans would be like, they remember, they remember Bleacher Gate and how that was us, our shambles of the temporary bleachers. They still think of, they still look down on Houston as Cougar High, or, or they're like, I don't want to spend money to watch us play them. What's Bleacher Gate? Help you know, that, that kind of response. I don't want to see We're us play know about Bleacher Gate. The, the Cougars. Help, help, me, help me out. What's Bleacher <clears throat> A potential matchup. I'm not sure how long ago it was, but Cougars, this is years ago. Years ago. Uh-huh. Cougs were hosting the Longhorns. Well, slated to host the Longhorns at home. On okay. campus, okay. they were they had constructed temporary bleachers. Okay. okay, this is before TDECU was constructed, and Texas and Texas did not like the construction of those bleachers. Okay, okay so it was squashed, and it became, it became Bleacher Gate. Okay, 
So there's more details, but basically they were like, bleachers, we're not going to play it. No, we're not going to come. They use the excuse of the bleachers aren't even sturdy. They're not even built correctly. They're not, they're not sturdy enough for us. You know, the, you know, the equipment, you know, all, the, all those kind of things. Basically, they were like, oh, no. Right. Bleachers? Oh, no, we're not going to do that. We're the Texas Longhorns. No, no, no. <laughs> so yeah. that could be could temper a little bit. But I think there'll be more Longhorns there. Not 80%. These girls said what he said, 70% minimal. I hope boy. <laughs> well, you know what? If the Houston Cougars athletic marketing department, what they need to do the moment that schedule gets released, they need to circle it. They need to do their giveaways. They need to get Shipley's donuts on the line. They need to get uh little wood rows. They need to get whatever the heck all their business partners are, do giveaways, do a whole bunch of different things. They need to figure out a way to make sure it's not 80% Longhorn fans, 70% Longhorn fans. I mean, my God, if you just follow Houston Cougars football, it's Texas. You're not going to have the opportunity to visit and see your Houston Cougars play the Texas Longhorns on campus probably for the next 100 years, if even that. That's probably being too um, conservative or too – Let me stop. Listen to what you just said. They need to get all their business partners together and do giveaways. Why can't they need they... to make sure that it isn't like that. Why can't they? And not... I don't... Well, I thought that they they don't even brokers. need to worry about having to do giveaways. Yeah, brokers are going to snap up those tickets and resell them and stuff them. That's absolutely true because they did the same thing with the Houston Cougars men's basketball team in the Alabama game where you had tickets going for as much as $500 just to get into the building. Michael Jones said, what I said is not true. They had constructed the bleachers, but it rained heavily and caused the bleachers to be unstable. Okay. He was at the game. Okay, Michael, I take that for you. I've heard differently. I remember that. I heard differently. Before the rain. That's what I'm basing on. Before the rain came. But Michael Jones, I'm curious to get your thoughts. Do you think it would be 80% Longhorn fans at TDC State? I need, I need some lifeline here. I, I can't be the only one. Maybe I'm just a, a super optimistic person. That's a yeah. that you talk about. They got to give away the tickets. Like, well, I'm just saying they got to make sure that it's not 80% Texas Longhorn fans, and I don't think it will. Well, well, they could advertise it because I'm advertising on, on here. Full Talk of Sports. I'll, I'll do the library. I'll do Coos. the reads personally. Advertise I'll on Goku's my Twitter account. There's a lot of places they can advertise instead of just a chronicle. You know, they, I will personally be walking you know? around campus giving away tickets to make sure I'm right. Maybe so, I'm going too far, but yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying it's possible. We any given see. Saturday, you know, and then of course sprinkle in West Virginia, Oklahoma State. BYU, if they play BYU, I think it's it's possible. Oh, see, Michael's putting it, he says it depends on the record. Of, it's of Texas. <laughs> Goodness, it's Texas. <laughs> and then if they're going to be hosting, T- what I'm curious to see is what that turnout is for the TCU game, which is reportedly going to be the first conference game ever yes. in the Big 12 for Houston. Right. I mean, it's TCU. They're just coming off the national championship game. Now, there I could see a lot more purple. I know that, that, that TCU okay. fans don't tend to travel as much. How about this response right here? Wow. I would sell my YouTube tickets. tickets. Yeah, he's right about that. Entire... Economics. <laughs> You're right about that. I won't even comment on that. How much for season tickets? $100 for season tickets? What? Around there? 
probably, I mean, let's say it, there will maybe be a bump I'm, in price. So let, let's say, right. and that'll probably be the Longhorn game will probably be what one of those dynamic pricing games. So to be, it will I'm cost sure. more individually. Oh, I'm sure. But oh, you didn't take it. Cost more like what? Uh, well, you could, if you buy it straight kids. from the site, you could walk in to any Cougars game for 25 bucks this past season. And once you got into the secondary market, there was tickets. What game was it? I want to say it was against South Florida when tickets were as low as $7, less than 7 which was against South Florida. Face uh, value is $25? Yes, right. sir, yeah, from the official website. That's general admission. General yeah, that's admission. admission. That's, that's not nope. price game. I think, let's see, last year. It varies from 25 to 35. 35, wow. Ooh. Um, sorry. Um, <laughs> Michael combined a few things in his in his comment with this one. <laughs> Salute to you for being a season ticket holder for twenty years. First, but he's scared to see this to and his prediction. He's scared to see what, what happens up front based on what he saw this year because the Cougs have no size yeah. up front on D line. That's very. And I don't want to get worse because they won't have the Anthony Jones. Ohio State played Arkansas State or last year. That was the lowest price ticket, and that was eighty nine dollars because it was Arkansas State. Um, That's pretty close to season tickets here. Wow! Yeah, the season Michigan ticket price might be like one fifty this year because it's Big Twelve. Maybe, maybe one fifty. Uh, season tickets. I think one season ticket this year was like nine eighty six, almost a grand. A little more grand, maybe. Per ticket, but, yeah. yeah. I think the prices should be enough. I think next month they'll start going out. February, well, February, they have the actual schedule. Yeah, know. yeah. Still haven't made no noise about the spring games. It, yep, another issue Inching there. Closer and closer and closer. You need to start start. Good grief, people! Start we promoting have... and planning for the spring game in April. Come on, get the word out with that. And start interesting... hyping up your football season and get fans excited about the upcoming season in the Big Twelve. Where will? In the interest of full disclosure, Ohio State hasn't mentioned the spring game either. But you're Ohio State, Will. I know. I just, yeah. I just like, I just like poking the bear sometimes. Oh man. no! Well, you know, I like poking the bear, so I have no problem doing that. Yeah. But uh, all right, going to wrap it up. Michael Jones, thank you for your comments and your insight. I really do appreciate up. it. We had more people pop up just so they could see my predictions once again. <laughs> I got well, I didn't tweet that part. I didn't tweet that prediction. So, but that's good. Your prediction. And it may change once the schedule comes out and we know the matchups and dates and all those locations. That's fine. But one more reminder one more time. Andy Yanez here, January okay. 15th, on this edition of Folks Talk of Sports, predicted that U.S. Houston Cougars football team would win four conference games in the first season in the Big 12. Subject to change. Subject <laughs> to change. And apparently it's, it's, it's looking more like people would expect an 80% UT crowd for that game. No, it was no, reportedly no, no. going to happen. No, no, I think we said 80% would be embarrassing. Most of us are along, around 60%. These skills said 75%. Still embarrassing. <laughs> but reminder, this has been a lot of fun these last few minutes talking about <laughs> Folks Talking Sports is sponsored by Five Star Properties, website 5starprops.com. 
Five Star Properties is a Dallas-based company owned by a UH alum, and I wonder if he's going to make the trip to come down for this game against the Longhorns. If you are facing foreclosure or need to sell your house as is for cash, call 972-532-SELL. More time, that phone number is 972-532-SELL. Or visit the website at fivestarprops.com. F-I-V-E. S-T-A-R-P-R-O-P-S dot com. So we're a basketball school. <laughs> we are. Yes. Well, yeah, you're absolutely right. Right but... now. But let me say this. And well, I'm going to poke the bear. Football is the moneymaker. Yes. In college athletics. Mm-hmm. So it is imperative for UH marketing to start acting like and promoting the football program. Okay, yes, clearly the men's basketball team, number one, is nasty relevant. But basketball does not pay the bills, okay? Basketball is not the reason for the huge media rights deals. It's football. I understand that. That's reality. I don't like it because I'm a basketball guy. But UH Marketing, <laughs> Michael Spear, <laughs> get a coach. That would help. I understand that. The frustration with Dana, oh, I get it. <laughs> Trust me, I get it. And I've led him to Dana many times and will continue to do so as long as he's coaching the football team at Houston. But you got to promote the program, the football program. Hell, this is the first year in the Big 12. Start doing that. Start getting your fans excited about the move to the Big 12. Please, start doing that. Willie Gibson, thank you for your NFL updates. Uh, there's another game today, is there, tonight? Cincinnati, Baltimore. Okay. And Baltimore. How can people find you on the internet? Oh, well, we'll get to what Andy does it. Will, how, folks, how, how can folks find you on social media? I appreciate it, as always. You can find me... Uh... Social media platforms at Will Gibson Seven, uh, Twitter at Will Gibson Seven on Instagram, Will Knows on Facebook, and uh, WTGSports.com. And when's your next game? You're going to be covering the Cavs, Cleveland Cavaliers. Tomorrow, New Orleans Pelicans, three p.m. Eastern. Oh, that's well, Zion's still out. That's still be a fun game though. Yep. And Andy Yanez. The floor is yours, sir, of Gallery Sports. Talk to folks, find you, and interact with you and your four-win prediction. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh. They can let me know how terrible that prediction is at Aon is underscore five. What I can guarantee about that game is that the, the Let's Rage Cougs about it will certainly be must-watch because I will be celebrating a Houston win. I don't care what you guys say. I'm putting it on the record now. I guarantee Houston will beat Texas. Oh, Guaranteed. oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Subject to change. Oh. Yeah. Excited. Guaranteed. I even broke the, the folks talking sports. You know what? I'm going on a limb. Somehow, I don't care if they go Say one it again, and eleven. Andy. Say it again. That'll be the win. They will beat the University of Texas and it'll ruin the Longhorns' chance of even making the college football playoff with the heaven. Guaranteed. And I said what I said. Be sure to, like Chris said, be sure to check out my work covering the Houston Cougars football team, which 
10, nine months from now, it'll it'll be covering the Houston Cougars and the Texas Longhorns. And then, of course, uh, there's these number one uh, Houston Cougars men's basketball team. It's a little bit good uh, playing over at the Vertita Center as well. So check out my work for gallerysports.com. As always, be sure to check out Let's Rage Cougs. I'm going to replace Andy with a graphic that says UH will beat Texas in the intro. Go ahead, put it. We got nine months to build it up. I said what I said. I don't care if they go one and eleven for the season. That one win will be against Texas with a eighty percent Texas Longhorn crowd at TDC oh, Stadium. My. But anyways, be sure to check out my work, gallerysports.com. I'll be in New Orleans for Houston and Tulane this coming Tuesday, and Let's Rage Cook streaming live after every Houston. Football and men's basketball post game streaming after every game because we're the unofficial post game show of Houston Cougars football and basketball. Yes, more, you know what? I'm a, I'm a get, yes, I'm gonna get Dana Holgerson. Put me on the line. I'm gonna show these clips. They're making fun of me because I said Houston's gonna beat Texas. Well, I believe in you guys. I believe that the Cougars. Enough of the Cougar high, enough of 80%, enough of not being able to promote your own football program. But on this one day, this one Saturday, you will be better than that school over at Austin. And that's the bottom line because I said so. Hey, Stone Stone Cold. That's right. That's what I'm talking about, Andy. Stick it from your chest. There you go. That's what what we do here on Folk Talk Sports. Thank you, young man. All right. I'm Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Bar Review. You can catch me on Twitter at the VHR Review, HoustonRoundBarReview.com, Houston Round Bar Review on Instagram, and of course on YouTube. And boy, I did a really poor job of it today. But our show, and thank you to the folks, the new folks who popped in with comments for catching us, but Folks Talk Sports on Twitter at Folks Talk Sports. You can follow us there. Andy's stirred the pot, got some interest uh, with the fans. So, and he's a hype man now, Will. We got our own hype man now. Hey. So that's great. I don't know. I know they don't do the who's house for football games, but if they did for this one game, let me do it. I don't care. I'll <laughs> go down the press box, go into the middle of the field and start the chant and then remind it that this will be the game that you guys need to win. What's the who's house chant? Who's house? Who's it's house. a chant they do during basketball games where they hype up the crowd by saying whose house and the crowd is supposed to go Coog's house. It's kind of, kind of like the Rams chant, but Houston did it first. So the Rams, I don't know where they got it from, but a lot of Coog's fans say they stole it from Houston like that. Hey, 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 Chris, I'll, 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 I'll do this. Maybe Randy MC did it first. Who's Rams house? I don't know. I'm yeah. Saying, yeah, that's what, that's, well, that's, what, that's what they got it from. Hey, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they did, but yeah, anyways. I'm just picking. Man. I'm just picking. But. Thank you very much for this fun-filled, info-filled edition of Folks Talking Sports sponsored by Five Star Properties. One more time, thanks to Five Star Properties. Give them a call, 972-532-SELL, 972-532-7355, or visit their website, fivestarprops.com. For Andy Yanez, Willie Gibson, I'm Chris Gardner. Thank you, as always, for tuning in and joining us on the folks talking sports um might have a different crew next weekend because i'm not sure because the Cougs have a game sunday afternoon at two against temple so we'll be doing let's rage Cougs, and will might be doing um folks talking sports after that so just tune in and follow us on our twitter handles thank you as always for this it's been a lot of fun today until next time take care peace